Chapter 2 As soon as I heard the birds singing in the trees, and as soon as I opened my eyes, I knew three things. One, it was morning. Two, I was naked and lying on a soft forest floor. And three, I was alive, and I was Olivia again. I could not move a muscle at first. I was in unbelievable pain, and every inch of my body ached from my head to my toes. I could tell that I must have not long ago transformed back into my human self. Was the wolf still in me? Oh yeah, they were definitely still there. They were sleeping, dormant, but still alive within me and breathing down my neck, so to speak, from the shadows. I opened my eyes, and then I closed my eyes again. After a few more minutes of lying where I was, I could feel life and strength return to my limbs. I opened my eyes wide this time, and I looked through the beautiful golden haze of the morning air at the foliage and at the trees that towered above me. And, as I turned my head higher, I slowly pushed myself up with my left hand and then rolled myself over onto my back. Oh my God, my muscles feel like they are on fire, and like each and every one has been manipulated by a sadistic masseur. Despite the sun shining down on me, it was incredibly cold, and I could feel the pain of my nipples getting harder and goose pimples break out all over my skin. I was as naked as a newborn, and after the initial realisation that I was Olivia again, and that I was back in the new forest again, and that it was now morning, I had so many questions about what had happened to me. Two in particular. How far into the forest was I? And what day was it? For all I knew, it might be a day later than what I remember it being before I transformed. Maybe even a week. I knew that I had to get up and find my way out of the forest as soon as possible. A multitude of images flashed through my mind. Predominantly a face. A person. Terry. Oh my God, what must Terry be thinking right now? How am I going to explain where I've been, what I've been doing, and why I am not wearing any clothes? And the house. There is no way to know what the hell happened at the house before I left and what state it's in. I knew that I was not going to be able to easily explain away everything. Maybe this time I will just tell Terry the truth. I'm a werewolf. This is what we do. Then I heard a rustling and the sound of a dog barking. Someone was approaching and I was as naked as could be. I immediately felt this sudden rush of energy, anxiety and a fear of exposure, which gave me all that I needed to lift myself up off the ground and begin walking rapidly in the direction that I was facing to try and find a way out of the forest. I knew this forest very well. To me, every tree is like one of a thousand or more signposts that I could use to find my way to a safe haven of sorts. Because I regularly changed in a variety of places, I had learned over the years to plan in great detail for everything. And knowing that when I become the wolf, the clothes that I am wearing become unnecessary and redundant, and usually the wolf just rips them to shreds anyway, I had placed several pieces of clothing in various suitcases around the forest. 
I got the idea of hiding clothes for myself to change into after I had changed back into Olivia when I saw a TV show who had a character in it that had a problem similar to mine. And they, like me, never knew when nor where they were going to be when they may need a sudden stash of clothes. To make sure that it did not look like as if I were simply littering the forest with brightly coloured suitcases for no reason, I have managed to sell the phenomenon as an art project of sorts. I organised a competition at the school where I teach in which each and every class would design a suitcase however they wanted and then the winning three would have their design reimagined onto three life-size suitcases and then they would be placed throughout the forest. The school where I teach thought that it was a brilliant idea as did the local authorities who gave us permission to place the suitcases in the forest. Each suitcase has a distinctive design and a combination that only I know. Inside every suitcase there is every form of clothing, mostly holiday wear and also an assortment of other things that I and the kids decided to have included. I knew that if I could just find one of the suitcases then I would be okay. That is, if I have the time to open one and change into some clothes before I was discovered not wearing any. Dog barking was getting louder, and I was doing the best that I could to stay ahead of whomever it was who was in the forest with me and find one of the ten suitcases that were in the forest, and to try to not trip over or fall off a cliff or anything. And then I saw one, a sky-blue coloured suitcase that had been a part of our initial art project competition, its design being one of a day at the beach. I raced towards the suitcase, and when I reached it, I immediately fell to my knees. I quickly went straight for the lock of the suitcase, and I moved the tumbler's numbers to 101, and I immediately heard the click of the suitcase unlocking. I quickly threw open the case and watched some of its contents spill out onto the forest floor. I looked to find a pair of jeans and a t-shirt in my size, and I rapidly put them on as fast as I could. There were socks and shoes in the case also, but I knew that I didn't have a lot of time, so I hurriedly picked out a pair of white socks and a pair of grey Adidas trainers, and then, after closing the case, I then started to walk away from it as fast as I could, while still holding the socks and the shoes that I had picked out. I was constantly looking over my shoulder and hoping that I would not be seen, and when I was about a 100 metres or so away from the suitcase, I stopped to put my socks and shoes on. Now that I had some actual footwear on my feet and some actual clothing to wear, I decided to run for the tree line and find a way home. I saw a golden retriever bouncing around in the distance out in front of me, and I heard someone calling, Sammy! I did not feel as worried to be seen now that I was wearing clothes. However, I still felt incredibly self-conscious to be found walking around the forest alone and only wearing a t-shirt and jeans when it was far from summer weather. But I did not have long to steady my nerves because in no time at all, I saw the approaching walkers following close behind their dog and I recognised them immediately. Sarah and Tim Butler, close friends of Terry and I, 
and they recognise me immediately also. Oh my God, is that you, Liv? Sarah said with a smile as she approached me with her husband, Tim, alongside. It's been ages since we've seen you two. How are you? Sarah asked as she wrapped her arms around me and embraced me in a hug. Hi, Sarah. Yeah, I'm great. Are you okay? I replied with a smile as a million different things and scenarios ran through my mind. Sarah and Tim, of all the people who I could run into out here. We're fine. We're fine, Sarah replied. And then she took a step back to look at me from head to toe. Are you okay? Are you here alone? Where is your handsome fiancé? I thought you two were joined at the hip like Tim and I, asked Sarah as she quickly looked to Tim and then back at me again. Is Terry okay? Tim asked with a smile. He hasn't come down with that bad flu that's going around, has he? I had a bout of that myself a few weeks ago and it knocked me for six. Didn't it, Sarah? said Tim with a smile as he looked at Sarah. Absolutely. Poor thing was on his back for days. Though I did enjoy not being woken up by Tim's Elvis impressions and his constant singing of Elvis's songs. He knows them all and is constantly singing them around the house at all hours, especially first thing in the morning, Sarah explained with a smile and with a twinkle in her eyes as she and Tim again exchanged a glance. Hey, I thought you loved it when I loved you tender, Tim jibed. Oh my God, this is not happening. I'm here freezing myself to death and these two are getting mushy. Terry and I both liked Sarah and Tim. They were in their mid-forties, I think, and we got to know them initially through mutual acquaintances and we had been to their house for dinner on a couple of occasions. Tim and Sarah were friends of ours but we knew enough about them to not confide in them to great lengths, for fear that the whole of the west coast of England would also soon know everything that we had told them in no time at all. They were nosy, but they were harmless. Okay, okay, I can do this. Take a breath, Olivia, smile and... So, you two having a good weekend? I asked, but then realised what I had just asked, and I thought to myself, is it still the weekend? It was Saturday the last time I checked, but it could be the middle of the next week for all I knew. I had no idea how long I'd been the wolf. I took a breath, and I hoped to God that I had said the right thing, and that today was in fact Sunday. Yeah, great, said Sarah, just out doing the morning ritual as you do. Sarah said with a smile before calling out for Sammy again. Sammy loves it here. Sammy! Sarah explained and then called out again at the top of her lungs. For a moment there, I literally thought that Sarah had deafened me through her shouting so close to my ear. My hearing is especially sensitive at the best of times and more so when I am the wolf. What are you doing out here, Liv? You look a little underdressed, if you don't mind me saying, Tim asked as he tucked his hands even deeper into his coat pockets. I heard Sammy bark again, and within no time at all, they were at our feet. Oh, just taking a walk. You know how much I, we, Terry and I, love to walk, especially in this beautiful place. 
I just came up here on a whim to go for a walk and maybe a run through the forest and get some fresh air. I left Terry snoring his head off at home, but don't tell him that I told you that. He'd kill me, I said with a smile as I thought of Terry and secretly wondered what he was doing right now and what he was thinking. What the hell happened at the house? You can't get him out of bed for anything, especially not on a Sunday morning, I said, while completely lying through my teeth. Both Sarah and Tim chuckled at my description of Terry. I wish Tim had that trouble, Sarah replied. He's up at the crack of dawn every day, said Sarah as she looked back at Tim. Sounds just like me, I replied with a smile. It drives Terry crazy. But yeah, just out here enjoying nature, I said, still trying to smile throughout, while at the same time imagining what Terry is thinking at this moment, as I looked around the forest and hoped that Sarah and Tim would soon be continuing their walk together and leave me alone so that I could find my way home. It's not my fault, Tim replied, as he looked into Sarah's eyes and then in my direction. You understand, Liv? Tim asked. I didn't understand what Tim was trying to say, nor why he loved getting up early. All I knew was that, for me, when I was here and walking in the morning air, that was when Olivia could be Olivia. And at night, when the moon was in the sky above the trees, that was when the wolf could be the wolf. Of course, I replied with a reassuring smile to Tim. Anyway, I don't want to keep you two any longer. I'll let you both carry on and give Sammy here a good run, I said, as I reached down to ruffle Sammy's golden-coloured fur. Well, okay, but you and Terry have to come over soon. You promise? Tim's been taking a culinary class and loves to show what he has been learning to rustle up. He made a roast last week that literally made my knees go weak. Sarah replied with a wide-eyed expression of delight. Of course, we'd love to, I replied with a smile. I'll be in touch, I said, before moving to step away from Sarah and Tim. Then Sarah, Tim and I exchanged a hug, a kiss on the cheek, and then they continued walking through the forest with Sammy. I continued to walk away, Slowly at first, and then, after a few minutes, after waiting until I could sense that Sarah, Tim and Sammy were out of sight, and then I ran like there was no tomorrow. All I could think about was getting home and seeing Terry. After bumping into Sarah and Tim, I felt even more uncomfortable and even more desperate to get away from the forest for the time being. I finally reached the tree line and I exited the forest through one of the wooden gates that led to a car park of sorts. It was hard to get my bearings at first, but as I looked around, I instantly recognised where I was. There were a few cars parked up. One of the cars had its windows down and whomever was inside was playing their music so loud that it was spilling out into the open air of the morning. And when I passed by their car, I heard that they were listening to the Spice Girls' song, Two Become One. And exactly at the moment when the lyrics sang out, Let your spirit free, it's the only way to be. The poignancy of the Spice Girls' lyric was not lost on me. And it even made me smile a little. Gotta get home. But how am I gonna get home? If only I had a phone. If only I had my car. 
If only I knew beforehand that I was going to change unexpectedly back into the wolf. My life has been built on more than a few, if only, moments over the last 10 years since my life changed, since I changed. Anyway, what the hell am I going to do? I walk out of the car park and onto a quiet country road. After a few seconds, I realise what road I'm on and in what direction I need to head towards to get home. It's still early. There isn't much traffic racing down this usually busy road. However, it is a Sunday morning. If I'm lucky and if I walk at a steady pace, I figure that I could probably be home in about an hour and a half, maybe. I'm still a little achy after what happened last night, and I am definitely still not fully recovered from whatever the wolf did. I have brief flashes of memory periodically illuminating my unconscious mind, reflected in the eyes of the wolf who is now awake again, but who is resting beneath my human skin. I walk home, after what must have been only 30 minutes, and after walking perhaps only 3 miles, I listened to the world around me as both Olivia and as the wolf, and I heard the birds singing in the trees and I was calmed down immensely by hearing their songs, while the wolf licked their proverbial lips and imagined what they craved to have for breakfast. I must admit, the wolf and I are of the same mind in every respect on this one, because I too was hungry, but not for what the wolf had in mind. The farther I walked and the closer I knew that I was getting to home, and as the morning got later, and as the traffic on the road I was walking on the edge of got steadily busier, I imagined again what may have happened last night, over and over again, and I also rehearsed what I was going to say to Terry when I finally got home. I spend a lot of time rehearsing things, what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do, and I also spend a lot of time justifying my actions the wolf's actions, our actions, to myself, and then of course there is the immense number of lies that I have to tell to keep the wolf a secret. I think if I had not learned to live with myself, who I am and what I sometimes turn into, and what I do, then I think I would have successfully ended my life a long time ago. Of course, I had considered and I even once planned to do the right thing and save the world from me. But when the time came, I couldn't do it. And it wasn't the wolf who stopped me. No, I stopped me. It was around the first time that I seriously thought about killing myself that I realised something profound and the ultimate justification for anyone's actions. I was who I was and I was doing what I was doing for a reason and for a purpose. Since I first changed and changed back, lying became a second nature for me, and I knew that I had to keep the wolf alive. There are times when I truly hate the wolf, but we have been one and the same for so long now, I truly cannot imagine myself without them. And I can sense, and I know that the wolf too knows that it cannot live without me. So we are both stuck with one another, in a mutually assured promise of survival and coexistence no matter what the cost. Two sides of the same coin. <laughs>